You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, welcome to Sealed Section, the podcast that answers the sex questions you're too afraid to ask your friends. My name is Chantal Otten. I'm a psychosexologist, a scientist and sex and relationship expert, and I'm passionate about helping people find their pleasure and have great sex. Every episode, I answer two questions that have been submitted anonymously. Today, they're about keeping the spark alive and having sex beyond your 40s. Let's get into question one. My partner is wonderful, the best man I know, but sex is so dull and so infrequent. I love him, but I'm worried that this is going to turn into an issue fast. He's not really open to change, but I'm not sure I want to make this an issue as our relationship otherwise is perfect. Now, this is such a great question and one that I think a lot of our listeners are going to resonate with. There's always going to be someone in the relationship with a lower sex drive than the other. And I'll be honest, I really think that the institution of long-term relationships and the levels of over-familiarity and, you know, just the confines of being in a heterosexual partnership do mess with a passion for a lot of couples as well. But that goes beyond sexual orientation and gender. Long-term partnerships in general will have waxes and wanes in their sex life. And it does take a lot of effort to keep that flame alive. Sex can be romantic, can be fun, exciting, but sometimes it's also none of those things. In relationships, sexual tastes and needs do vary a lot and what satisfies one person may not satisfy the other, but also like what satisfies me one week or one month may not satisfy me the month after that. So in saying that, we have to keep the lines of communication open and we need to keep variety within our sexual relationships. The business of life also might mean that you're not spending as much time in the bedroom and sex may feel a little bit more like a chore than an erotic, sexy, fun activity. And in saying that, you might have been having the same type of sex, the same style of sex for years. All of these factors can make sex less exciting. So if you're missing the spark between yourself and your partner, I'm just letting you know that you're not alone. Another thing that may be happening is the end of the honeymoon period. So that's the first 18 months to two years of a relationship. You know, that's when you've got all of that exciting sex. You've got all of those endorphins rushing through your body. You are in love. You are passionate. You might even get married. All of these things that come through your brain during those crazy passionate months of the honeymoon period. But that does tend to drop off after that 18 months or two years. And that's when you kind of have to roll over and think, do I choose this person every day? And how much effort am I going to put into this relationship and our sex life? So what I think you should do is have a think about your partner. Think about what might be impacting this low desire from his side. So sometimes things like mental health concerns or medical concerns can get in the way. 
sometimes there are bad experiences from the past. Sometimes there might be like a fetish or kink that he might be a little bit embarrassed to talk to you about. So he's shying away. At the end of the day, you need to understand a little bit more about why he's got low desire. And if you can't get that out of him, that's all right. I mean, hopefully he's willing to engage in some professional help. But communication and opening that conversation is first and foremost the most important thing. Next, I think we can use a few little lines to maybe open up some variety within your sex life. And I want to communicate in a really positive way. So saying something like, I had a wild dream about us and adding in a line like you tied me up and you dominated me is something that you can use to help gauge whether he's willing to step into a different role in the bedroom. And hopefully he will follow up with questions about that and go, well, I'm, you know, I'm willing to try that on you tonight, or maybe we should give that a go sometime. Maybe it will spark a little bit of interest in him. Next, another thing you can do is say something that you love about what he does to you and then add in a way that you can make it better for the both of you and add in a little bit of variety. So a lot of the time people go from you're amazing to telling their partner what they did wrong and this doesn't work so well. So what I want you to do is use compliments because they're a much better way to give options for variation. An idea could be, I love it when you flip me over and I really want you to kiss my inner thigh and then use your whole flat tongue on my clit. So really giving kind of specifics and being direct about it, but absolutely giving him direction as to what you want him to do. This will help him. You know, our partners are not mind readers. They don't know what we want. So we do have to direct them. And this is a really positive way to do that. Next, what you could do is ask if he wants to try a certain sex toy because you're shopping for a few online. You might have your computer open and you can say, oh, this is what I'm grabbing. You know, do you want anything? Or what do you think? Should we try out this sex toy together? And, you know, he might just be like, what are you doing? But it might also like pique his interest. And if you can say to him, if you're not sure now, why don't we have a look through this together and do some scrolling, maybe do some shopping and hopefully grab some toys that will take your interest or maybe like a fun foreplay game or some different loops. This will hopefully add in a little bit of variety into the bedroom. You can also say something along the following lines to him. Can I show you my favorite erotic video? This could be a great way to have a frame of reference to show him what you want to do and how you want to play around with him. You could look at ethical porn from a site like Get Cheeks with an X at the end or look up certain sex moves from omgyes.com, for example, which is full of instructional videos and you can just tell him you were looking them up because you were curious about your self-pleasure techniques and look, they've got a whole section here about what we can do together as a team. You know, I think that's a really great segment into it. And look, if all else fails, why don't you try some sexology work together? If he wants you, he needs to grow within the relationship and a sex therapist can help you and your partner uncover and resolve issues and bring passion back into your sex life. So I wish you all the best. I hope that these techniques might work for you. And if not, maybe I'll see you in therapy. I don't think I've ever been through what you'd call a dry spell because if I'm not in a relationship with someone, I'm not that concerned about whether or not I'm having sex. Vibrators exist for a reason. Yeah, more like a drought 
I'm not talking one month, one year, two months, two year. I'm talking three years. That's all we're working with here, which is unfortunate. But to be honest, you kind of forget what it feels like and you kind of just soldier on with life and the pleasures of masturbation. So I'm pretty used to not getting much. I was in a long distance relationship for pretty much two years, one year of which was in the pandemic. So I didn't see him for about six months. And yeah, I think at the time, it was like, that's okay, I've got someone who loves me. But I've had comparably long droughts since then and that was less fun. But, you know, you get by. Every day's an adventure. <laughs> Moving on to question two, we have a very interesting one here. I'm in a position to start dating again in my late 40s, which makes me feel sick. How do I care for my vulva, for my vagina during perimenopause at the same time as potentially exploring new partners? Because I've got vaginal dryness and it's bothering me. First of all, I'm so proud of you for putting yourself out there and exploring different options. Honestly, you're going to have a really great time and I think that dating is going to be fun for you. Just don't get too stressed about it. Don't get too anxious because you are there to just enjoy yourself. You deserve to find someone that's going to bring you a lot of joy and make you feel pleasure. But I do understand that perimenopause can be challenging for sexual relationships. So let me talk to you a little bit more about how menopause can affect sexuality. During perimenopause, you start to get a drop in your hormones. You start getting irregular periods and your estrogen levels fluctuate. So that might mean that you get a random mixture of very high estrogen and very low estrogen symptoms. One week, you might have really sore boobs and heavy bleeding. And the next week, you might be getting hot flashes at night and anxiety. These hormonal changes will also impact on your interest and capacity to become aroused. So, you know, as you've said before, you've got vaginal dryness. This is one of the early signs of reduced estrogen because you need estrogen in the vagina to develop lubrication. Without the production of estrogen, the skin and support tissues of the lips of the vulva and of the vagina become thinner, less elastic, and the vagina can become very, very dry. At the time, you might think, I'm not getting aroused. I'm not getting lubricated. It is just part of the process of easing into menopause. And what I suggest that you do is talk to your gynecologist or your doctor to see if you are eligible for hormonal replacement therapy or if there's anything they can do to help with this vaginal dryness. Another thing you can do to treat the dryness is use lubricant. And what you can do is every day you put on a little bit of silicon lubricant into your vagina and it will help avoid that kind of dry, scratchy feeling and any discomfort down there. Now, you also have to remember, though, 
if you haven't fully gone through menopause, if you're still in that perimenopausal stage, you can also get pregnant. So please do use condoms. And if you're using condoms, make sure you actually use a water-based lubricant because that won't wear away the material of the condom, whereas silicon lubricants will wear away the material of the condom. You can also still get STIs. So make sure that you're all checked and ask your sexual partners when the last time they got checked was because STIs are on the rise for those in the 40s, 50s and 60s as well. What you can also do is get a vaginal moisturizer from the chemist. This can be used on a regular basis to help you keep some moisture in your vagina. You can also talk to your doctor or gynae about vaginal estrogen therapy, which is a topical cream. So you put it straight down there and it will help bring back a little bit of that lubrication. But also just remember that sex doesn't have to be penetrative all the time. You know, maybe you can enjoy a lot more outer course. As you go into your 40s, the same thing is happening for penis owners as well. And I'm not sure what your sexual orientation is, but if you are having fun with a penis owner at age 40, there's about a 40% chance that they'll be getting erectile difficulties too. So maybe exploring things like outer course will be a really great idea for you. You can, you know, buy different sex toys to bring pleasure to your clitoris or to use on your sexual partner as well. You can experiment with erotic audio or pornography. You can give each other sensual massages and lots of oral sex and communicate about what feels comfortable for you and what's not comfortable for you. At the end of the day, anyone that you're letting into your space is getting a gift. It is a blessing that they are allowed to come that close to you. So make sure that you're keeping your boundaries secure and you're feeling comfortable with what you're doing and communicating that adequately. If your sexual partner doesn't understand why penetration might not be doable for you, then they might need a little bit of education around menopause. You also have to look out for things like vaginismus, which I have discussed in a previous episode. That is where sex can be painful because the pelvic floor muscles around the vagina can get quite tight and make it difficult to have penetration. At the end of the day, I also want you to remember that you're aiming for pleasure and you're not going to be having the same sex that you were having, you know, 20 years ago. It's going to develop and change as you get older and you have to develop and change and having an open mind is going to be the most important part of that process. So I hope you have fun. Good luck with your adaptation. Good luck with your vaginal dryness and have fun on your dating journey. I'm so excited for you and I hope that you meet someone really special. Thank you for listening to Sealed Section. That was the last episode of this season. But if you'd like more, you can go back and listen to season one or find more great sex and relationship content over at mamamia.com.au. My name is Chantelle Otten and you can find me on Instagram at Chantelle underscore Otten underscore sexologist. This episode was produced by Emmeline Peterson. See you later. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.